Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who might not be quite as superstitious as I am, Brendan Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's a, it's a wonderful Saturday. We're recording this one a little bit early while college football games are going on. Um, as we've had some uh, obligations to do on our normal Sunday recording time, but that's okay. Uh, sadly, we do not have Ben O'Brien today, um, and I think we'll miss him. We'll miss his takes a lot. We do have his game prediction for later, uh, but we'll leave that till then. Um, but yeah, let's just get. I mean, we'll get right into the podcast here. Uh, so uh, we're gonna have college talk a little bit about college football, but we needed to mention this as Bowling Green alum, our BGSU Falcons, Trevor. They marched into Minnesota. And they took the Golden Gophers, and they threw them. And they won 14-10. to This is the first Big Ten win they have since 2015 over Purdue, according to the ESPN graphic. This is huge, Trevor. I mean, is it not? Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, this is huge because, well, you know, to be frank, like, we, yes, we went to BG. We're BG fans. None of us expected BG to go into Minnesota and win. I mean, let, let's just be honest here. Uh, at least I'll say that. I, I did not expect us to go into Minnesota and win. However, they did. It was a uh, very interesting game. A lot of turnovers, a lot of weird plays. Um, you know, just, I you know, I went back, watched the highlights, and I was, like, looking at, like, this punt where it seemed like neither, um, well, it was a punt, and then the guy fumbled it from Minnesota, and then they were like, no one seemed to want the ball. And there were just so many plays like that throughout this game. But regardless, all that matters at the end of the day is that BG figured out a way to get the win. They held Minnesota to 10 points, and that's what matters most. Now they're 2-2, two and two, which is obviously way better than last year. It's better than really any year I have seen, you know, since I, you know, came to BG. Obviously, the year before we went to BG, they were a very good team. They, had a, they went to a bowl game. But ever since we arrived uh, on campus at Bowling Green and now have left, They've been bad. So this is a sign. This is a step forward, step in the right direction. And I love to see it. Are you trying to say, Trevor, that me, you, and Ben are bad luck to our Falcons? I mean, well, the thing is, they were bad last year without us. So you I just don't said know you're superstitious. Silly. But see, Ben was there a little bit last year. Oh, oh, he was. Okay. So are you saying that's, that's we're the issue? Um... It's possible. I mean, and here's another thing, right? So Ben, so Ben, Ben, Ben was watching this whole game. Ben, Ben watched this whole game. We were texting about it. I was not watching this whole game. I was, you know, doing my normal, normal sun, Saturday morning errands. That's when I do my grocery shopping. That's when I do my laundry. That's when I do all this stuff. But I got back. I was ready to turn on the game uh, when the fourth quarter started because I was like, okay, I want to watch the game. What's the score? It was 40-10 BG. I'm like, oh my, they might win this game. I have to turn it on. But then I hesitated. I was like, wait a second. Should I turn it on if they're doing so well? I texted you guys and asked, hey, should I watch the game? Ben was like, no. If you haven't already turned the game on, don't watch it. I was like, you know what? You're right, Ben. I'm not going to turn on the game because I don't want to be the reason that this team loses the game. And I will feel like I'm the reason they lose the game if I turn on the game and they end up losing it. I did not turn it on. They end up winning the game. And now I, f- I can sit here and say that I, I made the sacrifice to not watch the fourth <laughs> quarter and BG won the game. So um, I'm very happy about that. And now I will not be watching next week's game. I can't after this. I feel like, right? I mean, I don't know. Can I, can I watch next week? I don't think you're allowed to watch ever again. I mean, your whole intro is about being superstitious. At this point, you've got to follow through. In fact, Trevor, if I were you, I would never watch any sports ever again if you want your teams to win. 
Would you be able to Whoa. give that like if if you knew like the Bucks, the Heat, all the teams you like could win forever, like they oh, would man. never stop losing, but you were never allowed to watch? Would you do it? I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I don't think I could. That that would be too much. I wouldn't even want um, that because that's like the fun it is, you know, being able to watch yeah. and be a fan. Uh, real quick about Minnesota yeah. here, though. Uh, I want to go through some of Minnesota's last games. This Again, this is a team we beat at home, okay? Last game, literally last week, on the 18th, they beat Colorado 30 to nothing, a Pac-12 school, mm-hmm. okay? They beat Miami of Ohio 31-26, to close game. They lost to Ohio State, but the loss was 45-31. to They lost by two touchdowns to Ohio State, the number four team in the country at the time. Uh, this is not a terrible Minnesota team. Tanner Morgan's the quarterback. Tanner Morgan's a great quarterback. I don't know if he's NFL worthy. Uh, definitely wasn't NFL worthy today. Uh, five for 13, 59 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, however, I mean, we beat a team that's beat a Pac-12 school today, played with Ohio State, beat another Max school. Maybe BG isn't as bad as we originally thought. Just maybe they're not, Trevor. Any, any final yeah. words before we kind of move on? I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, we're going to get into Mac play here uh, next week. They're going to go at Kent, play Kent State um, next Saturday. So that'll obviously be an interesting game. Um, and then, yeah, just the, the rest of the Mac schedule as we get into Maction, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I have a little more hope now. I mean, BG was uh, – here I'm seeing they were 30.5-point underdogs, which is massive. That's huge. Um, so to win that game – um, now to go to two and two, we should have been three and one because we should have beaten South Alabama, but you know, nevertheless, we are two and two. It's better than one and three. So I'll take it. And, you know, I, I definitely feel, obviously you have to, after they beat a big team, you have to feel better about them than you did before this game, obviously. So, um, uh, there's a little, a little excitement here, but I, I don't think I can watch next weekend. I don't think I can. Next up, Trevor, uh, we've had a big, big time commitment in the class of 2022 for college basketball. Derek Lively II committed to Duke on the 20th, uh, September 20th. Uh, so big, big get for them. He's the number two overall prospect in the class, according to 247 Sports. Uh, rated a .9995, very, very high rating, 7'1", 220 pounds, center. Uh, so really, really big pickup for Duke. Uh, Trevor, you know probably a lot more about him than I do, so I'm going to let you take the floor here. Yeah, so Derek Lively, this is Noah's guy. This is, you know, Noah was talking about him when he was back on the, when he was on the podcast about, a, I don't know, like a month ago or when, whenever he was on, uh, he was talking about Derek Lively um, and, you know, saying that he really liked him. I had to go and watch some of his highlights on YouTube. I did a little bit of a YouTube deep dive. I think I did it like on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever he committed. Um, I was really just like looking into it and, uh yeah this this kid is special for sure um 7 um but he i mean he can handle the ball he can seems to seems to shoot a little bit again it's highlights so you you know you can't judge how good of a shooter is necessarily off of just like a couple youtube highlight videos necessarily at in, on the high school level but look like he could shoot a little bit uh you know uh didn't have like a bad form or anything could handle the ball you know, had some like nice passes. He was doing a little bit of everything. He was had the shot blocking, uh, you know, the rebounding. Like he, he seemed to have a little bit of everything. And 
I think he's going to be a really good player. Obviously, you know, we have until next fall before we get to see him as obviously we talked about, um, you know, a couple other guys from this recruiting class, obviously like the Kentucky recruiting class we talked about last week. Um, Duke has now overtaken them. Uh, Just it only took like about a week for Duke to overtake Kentucky for the number one class in uh, 2022. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, John Shire next fall, that will be his first season, obviously, with this being Coach K's last season. So it's kind of crazy that John Shire in his first season um, likely will have me either the number one class, if not the number one class, probably at least the number two class in 2022 as his first recruiting class, you know, coaching this this Duke team. So on the recruiting trail, John Shire is clearly putting in work. He's clearly building the relationships that are necessary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to start building trust with uh, some of these uh, young athletes. And that's a great sign um, for, you know, if you're a Duke fan listening to this podcast, that's a great sign that maybe even if Coach K leaves, uh, maybe it, it'll still be, you know, the, the way it was. I mean, obviously not having Coach K, you would rather have him, obviously, but maybe the Duke program is in great hands with John Shire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely seems like it. I'm excited to see, you know, his first real season here uh, coming up in a couple of months. Not not super long till we got college basketball, Trevor. I know, I know that makes you super super happy. Oh yeah. Um, but let's keep it moving Absolutely. along, and we'll we'll go to college football, and uh, we're gonna talk about some of today's games. Again, we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, my time, I'm in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Trevor's not, so it's almost eight o'clock here. Uh, so we still have plenty of games to happen later on. Um, but we definitely wanted to mention a couple. Uh, first up here, I think that we need to mention uh, NC State taking down Clemson. They will probably be out of the top ten for the first time, and I don't even know how long. I feel like we've had we've had Clemson in the top ten for so long. When do you think was the last time Clemson was not ranked in the top ten? And top ten. Well, I mean, before they had Lawrence, I mean, they had, they had Taj. Well, they had Deshaun Watson, and then they had Taj Boyd. I don't. I mean, maybe one of those like Taj Boyd years. Maybe they weren't in it because they weren't quite at the same level yet. But then once they got Watson, obviously they were incredible. So my guess would be it would be somewhere around like uh, maybe 2014. To, I, I don't know. Does 2014 maybe something like that sounds accurate? Maybe even 2015. But I would I would go somewhere around there, like the mid 2010s. Maybe even early 2010s. It would be my guess. Yeah, I can't specifically find the answer, but it has to have been like five, six, seven years ago or something. I mean, it's it's, it's probably been a long, long time um, since we've seen that. They're going to drop out. They lost 27-21 to NC State and doubled overtime. Anything you want to talk about this game, Trevor? Nah, I mean, it's just kind of more of what we've seen. I mean, maybe we didn't know it would be this bad losing to NC State here in week uh, four, I guess this is, or maybe you'd consider week five, whatever. Either way, um, obviously we knew their offense had issues. Clearly that's, you know, just showing through even more. And, you know, I I would think that they won't just be like, like I don't necessarily expect them to just be a bad team overall like I still would think they'll recover enough to be at least like in the mix in the ACC but clearly they're they're nowhere near uh the level they've been at for the past you know five six years at least but um you know it's just it's clearly tough and obviously with their recruiting that they have maybe this is just a down year and I would probably expect them to recover next year but for this year uh clearly um they're out of the college football playoff and they it seems like they might not be the best team in the ACC either. 
yeah, I think their college football playoff chances are are slim to none at this point, which is just crazy yeah, to say. Zero. I mean, how many people would bet on Clemson not making college football playoff at the beginning of the year? I'd say very, very few. Um, but uh, next next game up, let's talk about Arkansas and Texas A and M. Big loss for Texas A and M, who also is now three. Well, I guess not also because the Clemson's two and two. Um, but the Aggies are now three and one in a very very tough SEC conference, losing to a very good Arkansas Razorbacks team. Uh, Texas A and M starting quarterback is obviously out, and their backup does not seem like he can put up the points uh, quite like the starter can. Trevor, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, obviously the SEC, we know how tough of a conference it is. So even though you know A and M is still a good team without their starter, um, you know something like that. Obviously, the quarterback being the most important position. That could be enough to uh, lose to a really formidable team in Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is four and zero. They've looked pretty good in the first couple weeks. So, you know, anything like if something like that happens, then you're totally um, you know available to be beaten on any given night. So, Arkansas has done that. And again, like the top teams in SEC, we I, I think most people would assume Alabama, Georgia, those are the top two. Um, but after that, there's a lot of teams kind of in the mix. Yeah, we, we there's a lot of I mean every year there's a ton of really great SEC teams. The, uh, Texas and A&M is definitely one I thought would compete this year. Um, and it seems like they might not quite be able to do that. Uh, not quite there. Uh, but let, let's let's move over to the Big Ten a little bit, Trevor. We saw Penn State win 38-17 today. Sean Clifford had four touchdowns, 400 plus yards. Uh, do you think Penn State is the best team in the Big Ten? Uh, so this this is a tough question because. If you would have asked me like a week or two ago, I would have just stuck with Ohio State. And I still I still feel compelled to stick with Ohio State just based on like a like a, a trust factor with the program. Like this is Ohio State. I think they'll get it together. I trust the coaching. I trust, you know, the players, the talent they have. So I, uh, it's so tough. I think I would still say Ohio State, to be honest with you. But if I'm putting like a number two team, I think that probably would be Penn State. I think Penn State is a team who normally does play Ohio State tough. Um, I believe that game this year, uh, or no, it is a home game for Ohio State, so that helps them against Penn State. It will be in Columbus in the shoe um, on October 30th, so that does help Ohio State, and I would probably give them the edge then in that matchup. But I think Penn State is second. Obviously, we've seen Iowa you know, play some good teams, and they've won some big games already. So Iowa, you have to acknowledge them. You have to mention them. They're in the mix. Uh, there's another team that I fully um, am way out on, um, I, I guess, and this would be a good tra- transition, and that team is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not very good. I, I just really, um, what I've seen from Wisconsin, it's a lot of red flags. Um, I don't understand many of the coaching decisions that have been made. I don't understand the way they run their offense. It's very weird. And they got completely demolished today by Notre Dame, 41 to 13. Uh, Graham Mertz did not play well. And yeah, I, I just think their offense is a mess. I mean, it looks like in their first three games, I mean, they scored 10 points up against Penn State. Um, then they just, I mean, they played Eastern Michigan, who's not very good. They put up 34, but then 13 today against Notre Dame. So against two good teams, against two top 25 teams, they put up 10 points and then 13 points. Not a good sign at all for your offense. Yeah, not at all. Uh, I, I for sure agree. Quickly, I wanted to mention Penn State. I do think Penn State's currently the best team in the Big Ten. Um, and I, I, I'm very, very, it's, it's circled on my calendar. That Penn State-Ohio State game, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Graham Mertz for Wisconsin, he just kind of sucks, uh, if we're being honest here. 
Uh, not a, a fabulous quarterback at all. I think he has potential to be a good college quarterback. However, I don't think this is going to be the year. Wisconsin is now 1-2. and two. Um, They lost to a very good Notre Dame team. You know, Notre Dame defensively might be the best defensive team in the nation. Uh, a lot of first-round picks on that defense there. Two or three, I think, at the least. Uh, so, Wisconsin... Uh, it's not going to be the year. Uh, they played it. I think they played at Soldier Field. I think they were by you, Trevor, uh, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so game day. It's definitely a, a big game there. Uh, but any any other games you'd like to mention here before we kind of move on to the NFL? Um, no, I think we hit all of the uh, biggest ones so far. Awesome. So let's let's move it on to the NFL. Uh, we'll go over some of the past week's games a little bit in depth. I mean, the first one we got we got to talk about the Ravens Chiefs first, right? I mean, this was the game of the week. It was such an excellent game. Lamar Jackson finally got that win over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It, it took four tries, but, you know, all, all you need is one. I, I'm going to let you start. I don't know how much you watched the game. I have a lot of thoughts, so I'll let you start off before I, I go on my little rant. What were what some of your thoughts on this game and the stats you see after? Yeah, so this was just one of many uh, wild games in this crazy week, too. Um, a lot of un- unexpected results. This was one of them. Um, however, a lot of these wild, unexpected games were also really good games, really interesting games, close games. This was one of them, uh, an unexpected result, like I just said. But this, and again, we, we saw signs of this with the Chiefs. Um, we've seen signs of this with past Chiefs teams. I mean, I remember that first 2018 Chiefs team, like, the offense was insane. It was like the first year of, like, Patrick Mahomes is coming out party, yep. but it was always like, okay, the defense, it's like, can, is the defense going to be able to do enough to get them to a Super Bowl win? Then we saw, you know, the Patriots and the AFC championship were able to put up enough points, beat them. Nevertheless, that Chiefs team is very good. This Chiefs team, I guess, kind of resembles that one, I think, more than maybe last year's Chiefs team in that way, because I think that, like, so the Chiefs offense is incredible, like it always is. Every year since Patrick Mahomes took over, it's been awesome. The offensive line, obviously, with the injuries and, and such, last year had issues. Now the offensive line looks better again. However, their defense seems to have regressed, at least so far. You know, that's kind of how it seems. Now, you have to say, like, play, going against the Browns, then the Ravens, two of the best rushing offenses in the NFL, um, you got to at least give them, like, I, I guess a little, maybe not a pass, but like it's just like okay, they're playing two amazing run offenses. Obviously, we know uh, with Chubb and Hunt, with the Browns. Now you have the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Regardless of who they have at running back, they're gonna have a pretty good running game because Lamar Jackson is um, just like uh, just like inc- so dynamic. He's argue. I mean, maybe him, either him or Mahomes or Kyler Murray. One of those three are the most. Those are the three most dynamic quarterbacks that we have in this league um and really those are three of the most dynamic quarterbacks that we've seen really of of all time to be honest with Mm -hmm. you just in how many different things they are able to do things that they are capable of doing their potential um and Lamar showed that in this game yes he had the two picks yes you know some of his throws weren't that great from what I saw obviously you saw the entire game I didn't see the entire game but from what I saw you know it was a mixed bag as far as the throwing goes the running we know what Lamar is capable of He does it every single game, basically. You know, maybe occasionally he has a bad game. But this is what he does, and they're always going to be in the game if he's capable of doing that. Um, And, again, like like I said, there's concern with the Chiefs, but it also is week two. So I'm not worried too much about the Chiefs, but I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm just, like, keeping it in my mind, in the back of my mind. 
So, a lot of things about this game. This was a roller coaster of emotions. There was highs, there was lows. I mean, it, was, it started off, the game started off pretty much right away with an interception for a touchdown by Lamar. You know, it was 7 nothing almost right away. And here's the thing, you can't play from behind versus the Chiefs. Mahomes is too good and can score so quickly. We saw in the Browns game where he just went and threw a 70-yard touchdown like that the drive lasted like 20 seconds or something. So, mm-hmm. and I, I told like all my Browns fans' friends, the Browns played a great game. They really, really did, but just one team doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, and that's the differential between the two teams. They're both great teams, but Patrick Mahomes, I, I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league. He, he might be one of the best quarterbacks ever, if not the best um, already. I mean, seriously. So, and what happened in this game, Mahomes threw that terrible interception. He even said it was one of the worst throws he's ever thrown. Um, but it, it, this this Ravens team, I, I was telling Trevor before the podcast, I, I genuinely believe the Ravens were maybe not fully healthy, because fully healthy is almost impossible. No team is fully healthy. But obviously the Ravens have a lot more injuries than other teams. They, they have 16 people on IR. They have four people or three people that are out with covid uh, this upcoming game uh, versus the Lions. I mean, it's just a crazy mess already, and we're three weeks into the season, or almost three weeks into the season. So I, I, I think, you know, when we look at it, I, I think the Ravens, if they were relatively healthy, would be one of the best teams in the league. And definitely one of the best teams in the AFC, if not the best team. I mean, this Chiefs win is a, a big, big win, big confidence win. Uh, for them, and they, I think obviously Lamar shined in this game. I think he ran really, really well. They really couldn't stop him. Marquise Brown is a big, big light point. Um, you know, he played so well six catches, 113 yards, a touchdown, no drops. He's had some drop issues uh, last year. It seems like it's been cleaned up. Um, but if the Ravens' offense can give Lamar that time that he needs in the pocket, I mean, Lamar can make plays happen. We already know this. Um, so, you know, it, it seems like. Uh, the Ravens, maybe, you know, the first game, I was, like, so nervous. I was like, illusion to the Raiders, who we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, but this game gave me a lot more hope for the season, even with, you know, as injury-ridden as they are. Uh, but let's actually talk about the Raiders, uh, because they're now 2-0. and And they beat uh, the Ravens in overtime. And they beat the Steelers by 9, 26-17. Some people are saying David or Derek Carr, excuse me, is an MVP candidate. Uh, which is really crazy. John Druden, I think, is one of the worst coaches in the NFL, but they're 2-0, and and they beat two really good AFC North teams. Trevor, your opinions on the Raiders in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think with, and I, I've said this multiple times, like before the podcast, like, I want to wait, I want to wait and see. Like, for me, it takes maybe four, maybe five weeks to really get a good sense of, like, who all of these teams are. Like, we have certain teams that we know are, very good. They're going to be in the mix. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be contenders. We have certain teams that are very bad, you know, that we know are bad. Like, the certain teams we know they're good. Like, we know the Bucks are good. We know the Bucks will make the playoffs. We know they're going to be in the mix. The Chiefs, regardless of this loss, we know they're in the mix. Some of the bad teams, the Jets, we know the Jets are bad. You know, it doesn't matter. The Jets are not making the playoffs. Their season, like, it, it's all about development. They're, they're not a good team. And then uh, maybe you can, like the Jaguars, same thing. Not a good team. You know, with a lot of these other teams, like the Raiders, like all, pretty much all of the other teams, it's like, let's wait, let's see how it's looking, obviously, with the moves they made, with the way that they're, they're playing. Just, you know, from last season to this season, the Raiders have had a very good start. And the Raiders also had a very good start last year. I mean, I think when I was looking... The Raiders started off last season six and three. 
they then went and played the Chiefs. I hope I'm remembering this correctly. I looked at this like a week ago. They played the Chiefs. They lost to them by like a field goal or something. They played them really tight, fell to six and four, and then then that's when they just fully dropped off. The face of the earth ended up eight and eight, and then that's when all of the jokes started. Like, oh, Derek Carr isn't, you know, the, well, it was really the jokes about the coaching. Obviously, we saw the draft, how that played out. That further enhanced like. This is not a good organization. This is not, these coaches are not good, all that stuff. And here they are, again, starting out the season good. Derek Carr's playing well. Um, and, and it's interesting because, the, I mean, the Raiders have played two good teams. Like, I think, well, good team, eh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, the Ravens I, are good. I, I firmly the Steelers, agree. Both teams are good. Okay. I mean, let's, let's not, let's not slow the fact that the Steelers beat Buffalo. They I, beat I the Bills, it, yeah. In, in Buffalo. Yeah, probably yeah, they're I mean, both probably good teams. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Raiders just beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh too. Like I don't think we yeah. should sleep. It on is the it is big. It good. is big. Yeah, it is it is totally big. And I think like the Raiders to me, like Derek Carr, he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. He is like the ultimate game manager in a in a similar way to what Alex Smith was all those years with the Kansas City Chiefs. To me, similar to kind of how Baker is honestly um, with the Browns now. Um, they are really great game managers. They have pretty good talent around them, and they're able to maximize that. But can they get it done in a two-minute drill? Can they make big throws down the field? Do they have you know this incredible like arm talent? Eh, it's a little more of a question there. But I think the Raiders are a good team. I like them. Having someone like Darren Waller is a huge mismatch for opposing defenses. That's something that you can really rely on when you're in trouble if you're Derek Carr. And the defense, in this game at least, has played good. Now, again, I don't necessarily think the Steelers' defense is great, but they're a good team. They're in the mix, and really just this whole AFC West is, I think, a very good division. All four of those teams I like, actually. Yeah, the AFC West has has some good contenders. The West, collectively, has a lot of good contenders um, that I think can really, really compete. Um, Let's see, next up, let's let's do a little Rams-Colts. The Rams, I think we both believe, are one of the best teams uh, in the league. Uh, being the Colts 27-24, obviously a very close game. But that offense has a lot of firepower, don't you think? Yeah, I, I definitely do think so. I mean, we saw it, how it was showed against the Bears and then again, kind of again against the Colts in this latest game, winning 27-24. Not quite as strong of a showing as, as maybe uh, some people think. Obviously, I knew I know you thought the Rams were going to win pretty easily. I, I kind of agreed with that, by the way, um, just because like the Colts, I don't necessarily have a ton of faith. I, I never had a ton of faith in Carson Wentz necessarily. Um, and obviously their week one showing was not very good. Uh, but they kind of fought back and they had a chance here. But yeah, regardless, I think the Rams are a very good team. And as we look forward to this coming week tomorrow, um, you know, with the Rams and Bucks, and if you're listening to this, you already know what happened in that game. But with this game, this is a big game because this could be game an week. NFC championship. Yeah, it's a game of the week. It could be the NFC championship uh, like it, it could be a preview of that because to me these are the two best teams in the NFC, the Rams and the mm-hmm. Bucks. Yep. And I also think that for Brady and the Bucks, the Rams are probably the single biggest challenge, the single biggest team that's in their way, even over the Chiefs, even over the Bills, even over the Packers, because of how they match up with them. And I think yes, there's been some people that I've heard, like certain podcasts I've listened to, like oh, is the Rams defense falling off? Are they not quite as good? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit, but I still think they're very good. I am always going to be worried about Aaron Donald. Um, you know, and tomorrow I'm like, uh, I'm, just when I see Aaron Donald coming at Tom Brady, I'm, I'm going to be a little nervous, not going to lie. So 
I think it's going to be a tough game for the Bucks. Um, as far as who's going to win, Where I, is I the lean. Game? The game is in LA. Oh. The game is in LA. I, it's going to so be a very stadium. good game. It's going to be so fun very to good watch. game. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think the Bucks will win, but again, it's it really is a toss up here. I, right. I think in week three, I think it just depends on you know so maybe something going one team's way. Any other games you want to talk about? We kind of move on to our predictions. Yeah, um, I think so. I guess oh, just Panthers like quick Saints. Things. I don't know if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you that, that's like actually you know what you're right. Um, the Panthers Saints is a big one because the Saints just totally dropped the ball after last week with their incredible showing against the Packers. Um, I didn't watch this game, so I don't necessarily know exactly why the Saints just completely um, just like <laughs> just completely dropped the ball here. Um, but you know, I want to hear you talk a little bit more about that because obviously you are a a Darnold believer, aren't you? Huge, huge Darnold believer. And I, I think as, as we look at this game, I, I, we got to talk about Sam Darnold a little bit. I mean, Sam Darnold has 888 yards. Uh, he's thrown 107 passes, 73 have been completed for three touchdowns. Uh, the man's balling in two games or three games. You know, he really is doing well. And it makes you kind of think, is is this, uh, are the Jets just a, a, a virus to every quarterback? Uh, they touch. I mean, Zach Wilson has already looked terrible. However, I'm not a big believer in him at all. Uh, but uh, but we have Darnold now on the Panthers. It's not even like the Panthers are like this amazing offensive team either. Like it's not like he got thrown on the Browns or the Bucks uh, or the Rams. It, he didn't. He got thrown on a, a pretty. You know, it's probably an above average, but it's like 10th to 14th best offensive team. You know, it's not like Teddy Bridgewater blew them out of the water, and Teddy Bridgewater's a pretty good quarterback. So, I, I, you know, Darnold has had a, a great start to his year. I expect really good things. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast before. I'm a huge Darnold believer. We actually, I don't know if anyone knows, but Sam Darnold is actually a co-host on this podcast in the form of Ben O'Brien. Uh, they are, are pure lookalikes. I will have to put a picture of them side by side in, in the link below. Uh, maybe I'll remember to do that. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but... I, I'm I'm excited to watch Sam Darnold play some more. Really, really excited. Anything else you want to mention before we get to our predictions, Trevor? Nah, I mean it's we we could talk for hours, but um, I I think we can uh, leave it there. Perfect. So uh, as we do every single episode, since we typically record right before the one o'clock games, uh, we're gonna predict a game. Uh, and the person closest to the actual score differential gets a point. Last week, Ben got a point. I don't remember what game he predicted. You probably remember, Trevor. Yeah, so Ben uh, predicted the, uh, I have it on my uh, the memo, Ben predicted that the 49ers would beat the Eagles by 7 points, and they beat them by 6 points, so he was uh, pretty much spot pretty on. Um, both of our predictions, in terms of the team we picked winning, were correct, but the margins were not that close. So, so Trevor, uh, well, who's Ben's prediction this week? Since he's not here, he did submit his prediction. Yeah, so Ben has decided to uh, predict that the Tennessee Titans will beat the Colts by nine points. So interesting prediction there. Obviously, the Colts, it seems like uh, playing with Jacob Eason, it looks like, right? I mean, I don't think anything's changed there, um, I believe. So I think that's a decent prediction. I do expect the Titans to win. So we'll see if uh, Ben can repeat here. Yes, for sure. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. And with my prediction, I have the Browns beating the Bears by 14. Here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword for me, okay? Either my prediction's right, and the Browns win, and they probably win by like 10 or 14, and I win the challenge this week, or the Browns lose, which in my opinion is the better scenario. 
However, I do think they're going to win. They're a better team than the Bears. They're at home. Baker's nearly perfect uh, in terms of completion percentage. Uh, not in terms of touchdowns. He hasn't thrown many of those, nor will he throw many of those. Um, but I think the Browns win by 14 points over the Bears. Uh, Trevor, what is your prediction for this week? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the night game here. I'm going to go with the Niners-Packers game. Um, I, I'm a little... I'm a little torn on how I think about the Niners overall. I still, I do think they're a very good team. Uh, the Packers, I'm a little lower on than I was a couple weeks ago. I am going to predict that the 49ers will win this game um, at home by six points. I, I don't think they're going to do anything that'll make you say, oh, the 49ers, they're a Super Bowl favorite. I don't think they're going to do anything insane, um, but I think they will do enough to beat the Packers here, and I do think they currently are probably a better team than the Packers. So I think they're going to edge them out here and win by six. It'll be a good game uh, to watch for sure. Um, Trevor, anything else you'd like to mention before we kind of wrap up our, our shorter episode for today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have another good slate here, a lot of good... Uh, games opening up here like the bears browns obviously we got justin field starting very excited mm-hmm. to see that uh browns are looking good we got obviously chargers chiefs that could be a very interesting matchup i'm excited to see how justin herbert does um uh, you know against mahomes that'll be fun and yeah i think it's just gonna be another uh, great sunday for football of course it's it's always every sunday is gonna be great because there's football on until football is over um, but I think we'll end the podcast here for today. Thank you all so much for the support and listening to today's episode. Um, please subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you so desire. We really appreciate those. Um, and I do read every single review and share it with the guys. Um, of course, follow us on Twitter at the Small Baller or click the link in the description. Uh, you can check out when all of our podcasts uh, will be posted. Next, uh, I don't know if we're going to record Wednesday or Thursday yet, but next week we will have our final 5 Seconds of Fame podcast. This Big Brother is nearing its end, uh, which will be very, very exciting uh, to this rather mediocre season. I, I think that's the best way to put it, right, Trevor? Mediocre? Yeah, I think it's right in the middle somewhere. Right in the somewhere middle. In the middle. Um, but yeah, go check that podcast out. The link will be in the description for that one too. Um, but like I said, thank you all so much for listening today and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.